Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag. A watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who's about to record his last podcast as a 55-year-old man. It's Richard Herring. When did I grow old? Why do I... Let's have... I might get stone clearing in tomorrow morning. No, no, this won't be the last one. It will be. I'm not sure yet. Uh, welcome to... You're much better than last week's audience. And... It must be a different audience, because I'm wearing a different shirt. How would that be possible? Welcome to Richard Lester's Great Theatre Podcast. Uh, I was talking to Nickelback the other day. Nickel this, Nickelback. Was that literally just a pun on Stickleback? Was that why they were called Nickelback? Is it like the Stickleback fish? Can't be, can it? It can't be. I think they were obsessed with Sticklebacks. Remember Sticklebacks? You must remember. You're young. You must remember Sticklebacks. <laughs> they call it Rahalester, but anyway, so that's fun. Uh, yes, yeah, my, uh, it's my. Uh, we're recording this on the 10th of July, two days before my uh, 56th birthday. Uh, unbelievable. Um, four years to. Oh shit! I'm 60. If I can make it, that fingers crossed. I haven't. Not all of me's made it. Let's face it. 
uh, as we're recording this, there's been some controversy uh, about the BBC. Um, uh, and people got very upset uh, on Twitter about this. And they're going, the BBC, they named Cliff Richard. And they're not naming this guy. What's going on? It's hypocrisy. You go, yeah, the reason they're not naming this guy is because they named Cliff Richard. And they had to pay £2 million. That's why. Which, which do you want? Uh, never mind. But... Um, uh, look, I was doing a gig in uh, Balham yesterday, which was where, uh, which is, we may talk about this with the guests, uh, where I lived for many years back in the uh, 1990s and the early 2000s. Um, a beautiful gig at the, at the Bedford in Balham, which I've, again, I first performed at that venue in 1990. It was terrific to be back. It's a beautiful venue, but uh, I, I made the mistake of looking up the shitty little flat that I bought in 1997 for 95, I bought it for 95,000 pounds. Imagine that, young people. Actually, a London house in a nice, in what is now a nice part of London, £95,000. It is now worth £765,000. <laughs> I mean, it's not worth that, but that's how much you would have to pay. And there's a Pret in Ballam. Now, why did I move? Why did I move? I could be living in that flat on my own. Eating Pret every single day. Why, what a mistake I've made. In my terrible life. Uh, just a reminder to you at home and people here, uh, Rahul Spra is, uh, is going on tour uh, all over the UK and Dublin, uh, which is not in the UK. Uh, it's in the EU, like I wish I was, which I will be for uh, night. Uh, and uh, go to richtraining.com slash Rahul uh, to find out more information. We've got some fantastic guests coming up. Joe Lysett's going to be on in Birmingham if you want to travel up there, London people. Be worth it. Right, let's crack on. My guest this week is probably best known for his portrayal of Sven Yabsley in Brass Eye. That might actually be true. Will you please welcome the incredible Peter Bainham, ladies and gentlemen. Sven Yabsley. Sven Yabsley. Peter Bainham. From off of Brass Eye. He played a few roles in one of these seminal TV shows that you also wrote I for. I did. Uh, yes, the yes. Gay Desk guy, Colin. Yes, Colin Popshed, yes. Yeah. yes. Is that allowed? No, I don't sure. I don't know if you're allowed to. I don't know if, oh, you no, can, I don't know know. if you'd be allowed to do that now. I don't think it was a homophobic joke. It was just like a random things were gay. <laughs> oh, it's about what was I've started gay. by saying, please don't cancel me. But... <laughs> It'd be great if I can yeah. get you cancelled. Yeah. That'll be if, by the end of this interview. <laughs> what was Sven Yabsley in Brass Eye? What was that one? I don't know. Well, okay. I don't know. I never knew the name of him. Okay. Yeah. And you were, you were the... Uh, I don't even know who it was. No you were the guy in Tony... For, you were there interviewing Tony Farino. That was, a, oh, that yes. was, that was the yes. biggest... But what was he called? Yes. Oh, my God. Are you, do you know? No, I haven't written All it right. down. yes. Oh, he was Ross Willard. <laughs> yes, he yes. was. <laughs> in my head, he was the son of um, the, uh, uh, the other person who used to be on Tomorrow's World called William Willard. Oh, yes. Yeah. And he was son, yeah. I had a whole backstory in which he'd admired his father, William Woolard, as one of the presenters on Tomorrow's World. It really came yeah, across... And he got into presenting because of that, yeah. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was happy days. Uh, yeah. It was interesting back in Ballarat. I was thinking about you even. Yeah. I'd forgotten you were coming on. I wasn't thinking about you coming on. I was just thinking, mm. oh, it's just over road. That's, you mm. mentioned that in Fist of Fun. Yes. There was, do you remember when they... Um, we used to live together in uh, Malham for, for a couple of years. Yeah. Wasn't it always a sexual relationship? No, no, no. Just... Um, I mostly stole your bread. And... Yes, and uh, said you were delighted my granddad had died. Yeah, that was yeah, mainly yeah. what happened. And 
I made the mistake of looking on Twitter about this thing today and just said, Peter, and she said, will you please ask him if he's still delighted? <laughs> I mean, he would have died. Your grandfather is dead, and I'm not. But yeah. I've got past the delight. Okay. Good. I've moved on. We all believe you are still delighted about it. We yes. lived, as I'm sure we've said before, we lived that in the flat we lived together. We lived downstairs from mm-hmm. Terry Johnson, the playwright. Yes. Yeah. So it must have been the most creative house in Balham, at least. Yes. It was an incredible... His yeah. washing machine flooded and, and flooded yes. our flat. Yeah, yeah. That's what we know him for. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he's mainly known for. I'd like to write a review <laughs> in the stage newspaper just saying, I don't care, he flooded my flat. <laughs> One star. Yeah. Are you happy memories of, of living in Balham? Yeah. You lived there for quite a while, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, very happy. We used to go to Goblin's Wine Bar. Yeah. Where you had your birthday. Yeah, my 30th birthday. Yeah, yes, at, yes, uh, it was very yeah. nice, yes. No. I remember there was a big argument between you and, a, and another former colleague. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who um, that could be. In which, um, did we talk about this on the... Uh, by the way, I'm terrified that everything I say we've, we talked about on the last <laughs> yeah, time I came okay. on your show. But just repeat. Is that okay if it's I just okay. say the same thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I remember the, an argument... Um, I don't know if this is personal and, and sad, but... Um, it was whether CD-ROMs <laughs> would replace books. <laughs> it was about whether... And you felt very strongly that CD-ROMs would CD- replace I books. said there would be... I said, in the 1990s, <laughs> you'd be able to buy a device, and I thought you'd... And I'm sure we have had this conversation. Yeah. You'd be able to be like a Game Boy, you'd be able to put a book into yes. it. It wasn't a CD-ROM, it was much, oh, it was okay. much more like the Kindle that I... Oh, but, right. I so... but I did not imagine that you'd be able to download books. Right. Like but I think do. your point was there would not be books anymore. Yeah, and you're there saying, are still books. Well, I didn't though. say I didn't give a time limit. <laughs> <laughs> so you're very much on the other side, on the yeah. other side of the argument. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair I'm enough. sorry. It's all right. Yeah. And uh, um, you've you've just had a birthday as well, so I'm about to have a birthday. Yes, yours yeah. is a fr- significant a... birthday. Yeah. Do you want to, it's unbelievable, yeah. Pete. I mean, you always you were always four years older than me, <laughs> so <laughs> it shouldn't poor. be a surprise. Yeah, so people can uh, so they can you work do it. the math. But it's a big. Yeah. It's not. It's oh shit! It's, you're sixty. Yeah, I'm sixty. Wow. I hit sixty the other day, and uh, actually about two weeks ago. I mean, you look good, but mm. you, you've always looked really old. So <laughs> it is. It's, what yeah. you've done is just yeah. look bad young. Do I look... Uh, and so yeah. when you're old, you right. say, wow, you look good for a 60. Yeah, you're not bad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like I've stayed... My face has been the same For throughout. 25, it's like, who's yeah. that wizened old man in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> and now it's, you've finally grown yeah. into yourself. You look very good, Pete. Oh, thank you very much. You yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, um, um, I was trying to think of an- analogies for it the other day. And I was yeah. thinking that the... It's funny because when I had my party and I told people, please come to my 60th birthday party, and then they came up and they gave me 60th birthday cards and I was really insulted. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I'd told them I was dying and then they'd just gone, ah! <laughs> like that, you know. There's uh, yeah. plenty of 60 still young, especially yeah. in the, this day and age, it's 60 right. still yeah. Yeah. young. You know. In Hollywood, where you live now, mm-hmm. yes, it's 60. Men are allowed to be old, right, yes. in Hollywood? No, the, the thing is, when I was young... Yeah. Um, the average lifespan of a Welsh male was 42. <laughs> and so, um, and my son Arlo is here tonight, begged me not to make this joke. Because he says it's not funny, it's just very, very sad. <laughs> and I just said that 60 is the new actually being alive. <laughs> 
I think you're right, Arlo. It's just very, <laughs> I very like sad. It. I liked it very much. Yeah. It's sad, but no, it's that's, okay. what that, that's comedy. It's okay. So I've been looking yeah. for things to mm. talk to you about that we haven't mm. talked about. You've been on twice before, once yes. um, here. Yeah. And once on the in, you were in L.A. And I was talking to you yeah. in L.A. In, during the lockdown. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Mm. Um, and I was trying to find new things that I didn't know about you. Now, look, we all know, Peter, that you worked uh, on, you know, as a, in the... Uh, on the ships. Yeah. Can we just talk about that, please? No, I wanted to, but I didn't know, and I've got this mm. from Wikipedia. This was easy to find. That I that killed you a man once. <laughs> <laughs> that you... On a dockyard in Yokohama. <laughs> I'm sure you did. I mean, you wouldn't know, would you? Nobody's ever known that. I've just it's been covered up for a long time. And... <laughs> but when you're at the sea, you can do whatever you like. So you're in no, different you can't. Ports. It's the law. It was in... <laughs> you can't. You can break the law because you just get on the ship and go away again. Yeah. There's a different, yes. different lady yeah. in every port, a different murderer, <laughs> yes. a vagrant in every port. You were mm. second mate on a private yacht in Monte Carlo. I did oh, not yes. know that. That's amazing. Where was that? Where did you find that? That was on Wikipedia. Out? That was oh my God. that easy to find. Is this my... I looked at my Wikipedia page. Yeah. I only look at it like twice a day. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and somebody has rewritten my Wikipedia page. Right. And it's much longer and it's very <laughs> critical. <laughs> <laughs> And it's got things like, um, it said, well, is it quotes? It found, they found really quotes like, whilst Bainham is not exactly British comedy royalty. <laughs> wow! Yes. <laughs> but then it said, he is a power behind the throne. And I was still, wow. fuck off. You know? <laughs> and then also said, I was one of Armando Nucci's foot soldiers. Wow. <laughs> I mean, sort of Game of Thrones in you. We could make the Peter Bainham Game of Thrones. Oh, the end on the f- throne at the end. But of they it. found out that thing. Yes, I was on a, um, a yacht in Monte Carlo. I was. Uh, I joined after I was made redundant from the Merchant Navy and delightedly fled the ships. Yeah. And then, and I got a job on a um, a Welsh yacht. <laughs> all, all things are well, but it was a yacht called the the Dragon. It was just because it was very unimaginable. Was it in, like the kind of yachts in Succession? Was it that sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, it was like a motor yacht. It wasn't that fancy, but it was right. like a. Yeah, a, a motor yacht down in Monte Carlo. And um, I was hired as the second mate, right. but I got there and immediately uh, demoted myself to deckhand because I thought I've just had a... I do not... I should not have any charge of anything. I should not be in charge of uh, Forgive my ignorance, you know, but yes. you know, what would a second mate do? What would he be doing? He would navigate. Yeah. He would have little gold bars on his shoulder. Yeah. He'd, um, he'd, he'd issue commands. Right. So uh, the, the, first, the only thing I could do is have gold bars on my shoulder. You know. <laughs> What's the first mate doing if you, the second mate's doing that? Um, I think he was, I think he was, actually, I think it was the first mate. You were the Look, first That mate. Wikipedia bastard got that wrong as well. So, okay. no, I think, yeah, the, the uh, Who's above the, first, is, the ca- is it only the, the captain? The captain, then the first, first mate, mate, then the second mate. Second mate, mate third that, mate? Third mate, yes. Fourth mate? No, really. No. <laughs> What if the third anything? mate's got another mate? No, there is, I think there is the third mate, then the friend, then the, then the mild acquaintance, yeah. then the second mild acquaintance. And I like a it, there's nothing to do with sailing. Yeah. Um, I'm none him. other than the decker. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you became I was the so decker. shit at the Merchant Navy side of it that then I just drank and rode speedboats for six months. I mean, that sounds good. Over. It was great. It was crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. better than working on weekending. When, yeah, you, exactly, you went from yeah. that Why did you go from that? Weekend? Yeah, I know. Yeah, Why didn't you stay s- in Monte Carlo on the yacht? I don't know. I've just reapplied, so, you know, right. I'll go back. Guess, There's yeah. that show, which I haven't seen much of, but I've seen clips of, called Below Decks, which is all about... Oh, I haven't seen that. It's like a reality show, but I think it's one of those reality shows that's 
probably a bit scripted. Am I correct in that, young ladies? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they would know. Um, so it's all about... I saw, I saw a clip... Oh, there was one night, it was on Gogglebox, I think, wasn't it, this, this recently? So there was, a, there was a new guy came and, they got, mm. and the captain was going... He was sharing with the captain. Would that happen? Like a new, a new deckhand would come on and be in the captain's cabin? No, that unlikely. sounds like something else. Yeah, that I mean, that's because... Like, because that's like the Merchant Navy version of Operation U-Tree <laughs> right. or something yeah. like that. Gonna, 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 well, the captain was like, very above board, oh, yes. but the boy came in and then they said, well, we, we have drinks at the first night, no, but right. don't go crazy. It's just, it's just it's important that you just... We're just getting to know each other. Don't go... And then the boy... Nice. Drank loads and loads, yeah. and then went to bed in the captain's mess, and then was sick all over the place right. in the captain's mess. So I think it was that's pretty much what happened to me. Is that what happened to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> and do we witness anything? Was there anything? I just feel like no. you would have written. I, about this. I didn't kill a man. Yeah, I just feel like you would have witnessed something because if succession, there's all sorts of things happen on those oh, yachts. on those yachts. Yeah, um, every I met time you Sandra see... Rhodes. Wow. Yes. That's all I've I witnessed Sandra Rhodes <laughs> on a yacht. That's my I'm going to go into the... I've been saving that for my retirement. <laughs> that, like, I saw... Um, I can't... No, I don't think I saw anything untoward. I didn't see right. any plots. I didn't see any billionaires plotting boardroom takeovers. I know but surely the whole point yeah. of a yacht is, again, it's... You're mm. against... There's no law. You're against yes. all the laws. No, again, you that's, mean, not, you're that's not true. You can do anything you want. On the, who's like, going to find the jump, police yeah. aren't going to turn up, are they? And anything that's dead, you just chuck anything that's dead in the sea? Yeah. Let I don't that, know. I, I, yeah. Let the sea consume yeah. that. I, was, I think they, if person, people died, they'd put them in the fridge. In the, <laughs> the fridge. fridge. In the fridge, yeah. In the walk-in fridge. They wouldn't walk into the fridge, but they would like, yeah. Did people anyone die? No. Did people ever die on the yacht? Pardon? Did anyone oh, die? No, no, this was on the, on the Merchant oh, Navy. On the Merchant yeah, Navy. Yeah, Did yeah, people yeah. die in the Merchant Navy? Yeah, they, yeah. All Did the they? Time. What yeah. Yes. Scurvy. Funny. Well, um, yeah, um, flying fish kind of struck a bit like um, old age. I think like the merchant um, navy is the safe one, though, isn't it? That's the whole point of being in the merchant navy. You're not yeah. being. I mean, you're, if it's a war, you're in trouble. But... <laughs> I can tell you hilarious anecdotes of how people inhaled carbon monoxide from. You know, from decomposing tallow in a thing and then just died. And yeah. Then, but that, I'm not sure where I could take that story okay. other than... I'm just interested. Yeah. I'm just interested. Or like, you know, somebody had a heart attack in the engine room. Instead of, you know... It's all going in my one-man show, you know. I remember there was this one gentleman. He was only 38 and he died. And That's, he, uh... that was the, never saw his family again. <laughs> That's all I found out about you. That was the only thing I yes. did, that I didn't know about you that we haven't talked about before. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you. I mean, we may have talked about this before, but it keeps on coming up. Yeah. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is something that, um, that from Alan Partridge, which you were yes. a big part of the Alan Partridge thing. Now, you, there's lots of things in Alan Partridge that you invent. Monkey tennis was yours, right? I believe so. The yes. boys are back in the barracks. That was yeah. yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's loads of things. Uh, there was a couple of bits you took from the lives of other people, like me, which yes, we've talked yes, about. Yes. Where Did I, we talk about that last time? Then? I think so. We can I, talk about it again if you like. I dropped my credit card. Mm. I, was, I, was sitting in, I was sitting in the Riverside, I think mm. it was, in Hammersmith, and someone came up to me and said, excuse me, are you Richard Herring? And I went, I've just maybe been on TV for one minute. <laughs> I went, yeah. They said, you dropped your credit card. And then imagine, you told me, and then imagine your surprise. <laughs> and it turned up. But there was all the very tribute to the, you. It's fine. I'm glad it got no. used. Um, uh, there was the ve- the very famous scene of the super fan of Alan Partridge, the Jed. 
Is it Jed? Oh, yes. With the, the fan, with, yeah. yeah. When he goes to his house mm-hmm. and it's all decorated as yes. Alan Partridge. Now, is this inspired by Stuart Lee going... So this, this is an incredible yes. story. This is an incredible, fruitful night for Stuart Lee that I've heard yes. from, like, about seven different angles <laughs> now, OK? Weirdly, Stuart Lee was doing a gig... And he stayed and had a drink at the gig in, like, a mm. student place. And then he couldn't find... Either he was locked out of his bed and breakfast mm-hmm. or he was wandering the streets a bit lost. And someone who'd been at the gigs, one of the students been at the gig, said, come and sleep in our, mm. in our, <laughs> in our flat. As he went to sleep, he was sleeping on the floor of the living room. Mm-hmm. That's where... So they said there was a bed and it wasn't. It was just a mattress in the living room. Mm. Uh, the living room had his posters on the wall. Right. First of all, so that was a bit creepy. And they, the students were watching the porn film Animal Farm, <laughs> which is what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, and he then wrote, that, inspired, that night inspired him to write a routine about having sex with a pig and stuff, mm. that, and then going into space, that then became part of his novel, The Perfect Fool, I think. Mm-hmm. Did it also inspire Alan, the Alan Partridge song? I, I don't, honestly, I mean, so these people saying court, I don't remember. <laughs> I genuinely don't remember. I don't think so. Because right. I think it even, because there were a couple of the storylines that existed before my tenure on it. There was like, there were a few, you know, a couple of storylines for about the first three or four episodes were, um, this is when you go, oh, that's episode number six, Pete, you know. But um, I, don't, I don't think so. I no. think it predated it. But I might, you know. The mm, student who had invited Stuart Lee yeah. into, into the place in the first place... Is here tonight. ...was <laughs> the DJ, Christian O'Connell. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and someone yeah. texted me, someone tweeted me the other day yeah. to when I was talking about the tour and guest said, well, I yeah. stayed in that flat that uh, yeah. Stuart Lee came to with Christian <laughs> O'Connell. So he might be a guest yeah. in a future series, so we'll get his... We'll get his. And that's weird. They're doing that's like a weird night where even if it mm. didn't inspire Alan Partridge, yes. all those things happened and it was Christian... I mean, it was Christian O'Connell and Stuart Lee. <laughs> As a detail. <laughs> and Stuart Lee was trying to sleep. Has everyone else become like a DJ? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was just something about that night that got everyone yeah. together. Okay, well, mm. that's, that's interesting. <clears throat> Um, and a couple of people asked this uh, on Twitter of you. Uh, what has become of Donny Oddlegs from uh, Fist of Fun? Donny Oddlegs, um, Arlo, my son, knows about Don, knows Donny Oddlegs. Donny Oddlegs is rotting in, a, in my office in my house in L.A. Um, right. In a little glass dome that my wife bought to immortalise him in. Right. And his stomach has burst open. <laughs> wow. And there's just this, like, um, spongy... Mold bursting out of his belly, and he smells really, wasn't really very terrible. Good. You meant and to put them in under glass so that that doesn't happen, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, but it wasn't that. It God, wasn't like a, to, no, it wasn't like a well. Yeah, it was okay. just like a glass dome oh. put on top of him. Yeah, so he's looking really bad, and you yeah, know, your thoughts and prayers will be appreciated this time. And we did like, burn him in a bin yeah. as well. In the yes, yes. fun. <laughs> well, it was a, it wasn't the real one. There we go. Yeah. There's a. Mm. Um, how do you live in LA now? Yeah. How are there any similarities between LA and Ballam? Um, can you think of anything that's the that's the same? Probably both got a gales, I think. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, not not at all. No, no. It's a no. big. Oh. It's a big. I mean, we did definitely talk about that last time. The kind yeah. of leap to what what got you to mm. America. Yeah. But it's a, it's like. 
you know, it's it's an, it's an astonishing story, and not an mm. undeserved story. Mm. Like you have been the power behind the throne, I would say, of <laughs> so so much <laughs> of British comedy, and you've obviously gone to work, but with, not exactly comedy, not royalty. exactly comedy royalty. <laughs> uh, you've, Slightly, no. you've gone to work with mm. uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, obviously, and mm. worked with him on lots of films, but also yeah. done loads of other movie scripts. You worked with Adam yeah. Sandler, which I've definitely talked to you about. Oh, yeah. I'm obsessed yeah, with yeah. Adam Sandler. Yes. Um, so it's, it's an incredible journey to go mm. from, I mean, from, you know, the Merchant Navy to yes. the Oscars. I was reading uh, Jenna Friedman's uh, latest book called mm. Not Funny, and she was one of the writers on, mm. on the Oscar-nominated Borat film, mm. the script yeah. that you got nominated for the script. She doesn't mention you. Right. But she did. Yeah. She did mention. I'm not going to mention her in my. Okay, don't mention her in your in your book. But she mentioned going to like the Oscars stuff. But it was during mm. COVID, right? When you when you yeah. when you got nominated this time. Yes. Um, she said there's like a, a pre party. Did you go to this pre party where there's they give you stuff? It's just like a market. It, they... it was really that was really weird. Yeah, and because I've been lucky because I've gone to the an, an actual Oscars ceremony. You know the the previous one in two thousand and seven, yeah, which was glamorous, and there's celebrities, and there's oh my god, there's Clint Eastwood, there's all these people, <laughs> and you go to this one, and it was in a train station <laughs> in L.A. in Union Station, and I was there with my wife Sarah, and we get there because of the COVID thing, they they bring you in this area, there's, you're outdoors, there's yeah, there's like goodie bags, weird things, and you sit out in this these fake kind of glamorous chairs, but outside. In a closed, it was a closed down train station, right. and then they took you into the the main room, like at the, the ticketing hall, <laughs> like, and for your bit where you might get an award. And the thing is, the two times with that, and any time I've ever been nominated for anything, even if this fuck all chance of winning it. I'm like definitely going. It could be us. It could be us. It's exciting, but you look at what you're up against, and it's just so silly. And so I'm not able to enjoy it, and I'm all the time. But we, because they they couldn't have many people in the room in the yeah. space, they um, they put you in a they put you in this weird little area where you sit with this kind of cheap lamp next to you, <laughs> and then you just hear you not you hear yourself not win the award. Yeah. But because they couldn't have that many people. In, they couldn't have everyone in the the space for the whole time because they had a limit on numbers of people because of COVID. Yeah. As soon as we didn't win, they just go get out quick. Go. <laughs> they had to bring the next people in. Yeah. And then you took you out, and then you go into like an, an, another area, and then the people who did win the Oscars walk past with their Oscar in their hand, and it's weird. You just think you. I should think I got nominated for an Oscar, but you just stand there next to somebody with an Oscar going. They got an Oscar. <laughs> and, I'm, and you just feel worse yeah. about yourself. Like, you know, two times Oscar loser Peter Bainham. <laughs> you know, yeah. so... It's like, and it made me think the, the whole thing, even though I go to those things and I'm fundamentally shallow, you know, they're so... It's so silly, the whole thing. That, like you, I mean, that's... Obviously, it's not, I'm not, it's not an ob, a new observation, but pitting... <laughs> Borat against a Martin Scorsese film. Which of these, or Borat against any other? Like, which of these yeah. is better? Like, 
like this, if there was an object, maybe there could be some objective measurement. Maybe an AI could yeah, we'll actually a- calculate which that. of these is better than, than and the ceremony will be three minutes long. And uh, <laughs> it's a hmm. weird. This feels like a like a if you if you didn't know COVID was happening, if someone yeah. told you in two thousand seven, next time you're going to be here, you're going to be walking through a It'll train be, station. Yes. You go, this is like this is a dream, right? Yes. So I'm getting an Oscar at the yeah. train station. <laughs> then I'm late for my train, and then I have to, yeah. it's like that is so an, um, such an unpredictable and bizarre yeah. thing. To, to happen. Yeah. But you, you know, you possibly with that film, you mm. possibly influenced the the race to the White House because you did them. The, yeah, but I want an Oscar. I would yeah, rather have would an have Oscar. Have... I'd rather you not. You stopped Donald improving. Trump being well. We did a, a little bit, you know. Although, funnily enough, one of the things that way we influenced um, uh, a tiny, like tiny, tiny tenth of a percent was that. Um, the papers were about to run hugely with the whole Hunter Biden laptop story. Yeah. And then, because we got Rudy Giuliani in our movie and fooled him and he took his trousers down and all that, that, um, that knocked, at a, at a, we felt at a key point, it knocked um, Hunter Biden off the story, which could be damaging to yeah. Joe Biden. But then you look at it and you go, <laughs> Hunter Biden's actually quite bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know. Like, but, it's all yeah. relative, you know. Yeah. I think you made a, a slightly less bad yeah. politician get, yeah, get in yeah. than and the one they I might have know. got in. Yes. But no, then next time, because he lost, there'll be a much worse yeah. one, in, yeah. or him again. <laughs> so you know, you yeah. can't, you can't really, can't really win. Mm. It's like it's amazing in America the things you can do and then just carry on with your career, isn't it? In, yeah. in Britain, you wouldn't. If you'd taken your trousers down. Yeah. <laughs> if, if Rishi Sunak well, took his trousers down, do you think he'd be still Prime Minister the next day? I don't know. Maybe he would now, nowadays. Boris Johnson, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rishi Sunak, maybe not. Well, the funny thing about um, Rudy Giuliani after that, we thought, yeah, we've got him. We've got Rudy Giuliani now. But then he, like you say, he just kept going. But then he did way worse things, and he ended up with mascara, like, or dye glue running down his face. Yeah. At a press conference, and he thought, like, we're, <laughs> we're the four, was that the Four Seasons one? Yeah. We used to do, jo- we had a joke in mm. Time Gentleman Police, which was the guy getting water poured on and it's dye leaking down his face, and it was exactly the same mm. joke. Amazing. But there we go. Right, let's, um, <laughs> but it was happening in yeah. real life. Maybe everything's a dream, Pete. Have you thought about yeah. that? Maybe life is a, just a dream? I think life's a dream. Yeah. I mean, do yeah. you not think, does it not feel, I mean, I know you've lived mm. your life and so it's progressed. But does it not feel crazy to think that, you know, at 16 you're on a big ship with mm. people die- having heart attacks and engine rooms <laughs> and being put in the fridge and now you live in LA yes. <laughs> and nearly won an Oscar? Yeah. It's, yeah. Does that As, not feel insane? If you insane? put it that way, yeah. I mean, it feels insane If I lived my life at that way, I'd have some yeah. kind of breakdown, you know, if I went like, you know... If you 60. just leapt through yeah. time from that one to this one, yeah. would you, do you think you'd be able to yeah. it's, process it's, that fact? It's, it's weird, but you just go through your life. Most of your life is annoying, isn't it? So you're just, like, just late for something, or you, or you can't do a poo, or, you kind of, or you're, you're an Uber, and, it, you know, and you, you, you feel a little bit sick. And that, that's most of life. <laughs> or the man didn't come to bring the thing this morning. He said between 8 and 12, and it's 10 past 12, and, you know, or, like, the Airbnb. I've just been to a horrible Airbnb, yeah. so... Um, yeah, no. I've been to the worst Airbnb of anyone's life. Really? For the last what was, what was eight bad days about on it? our visit. Um, oh my God. Like, <laughs> Did they not give you free gifts was, like at the Oscars? Um, I don't know. It, it's going to turn out to be things like there were only four Nespresso capsules. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god! Like the, you know, the Bose system. You know, they didn't have the right connection. I, no, I mean, I, I'll try not. You know, right to talk about, right to hijack your podcast with yeah, your show sure. for this. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got there, and it was a company that managed the. Um, it's probably libelous. You know, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. No, we got there. Yeah, fine. Um, no, it's true. Um, we 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 got to this is. Last Monday, we got there with my family. We'd been horribly delayed flying from family in, in Chicago. And um, we, uh, and our flight had been delayed nine hours. We were horribly jet lagged. We got to, the, and they, the company, as part from the thousands you pay for the Airbnb, they, have a, they charge you £50 to have a man meet you at the front door to right. give you the keys right. <laughs> at the flat. So it's not... And we got there, and there was this very nice man who... He was actually very nice, and it wasn't his fault. And he, I'll call him Steve. Okay. And he's there with three sets of keys, and he says, none of these keys work for the flat. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Can you have a try? <laughs> <laughs> and so she says, can you go? And I was like, uh, I got, and my wife's much better at coping with those things than I am. And I was like, really? like. <laughs> and then we eventually got, Sarah managed, managed to work one of the keys after about five minutes of getting, we got into the flat. And then it was, and then it was just a thing, it was like, it was advertised as a four-person flat. It was this four of me and uh, my wife and our two kids. And it was a three-bedroom flat. And eventually they sent a, a, a terrible air bed. Um, and then... We found out the fridge didn't work. And we left yesterday, literally nearly having a breakdown. The fridge still didn't work. It's lucky none of you stunk died. mould. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my 10-year-old did die. Okay. <laughs> that would put Which, it. Are that you moment. delighted that my 10-year-old... <laughs> I can't think of anyone that would delight me more if, they, if anyone had to die. Well, um, if, if, if it delights you, then I think we're square now, you know. Yeah. What is the value of a life of a grandfather versus a 10-year-old yeah, daughter? Yeah, that's not nice, is it? No, 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 don't. <laughs> I mean, in a way, none of, none of that You shouldn't get into good bed nice. to think about what, uh, who should. No. <laughs> right, anyway. But it was horrible, and it was mouldy, and it was disgusting, and they, yeah. And, yeah. and I realise now, it doesn't really carry that much weight, this story. No. Yeah. It just shows what, yeah. a, you know, L.A. ponce you've become. Yeah. Compared. Yeah. I wanted a fridge. You changed, Peter. <laughs> we didn't have a fridge in Ballum, Pete. <laughs> we probably didn't. <laughs> yeah. Not once it got flooded by yeah, Terry yeah, Johnson. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't mm. even an international playwright yeah, living yeah, above yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. What is what's going on? <laughs> World famous. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, 
But getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Um, let me ask you some emergency <laughs> yeah. questions. Okay. And see what goes on with that. Yeah. Um, uh, Did you say basic questions or emergency, emergency questions? Emergency questions. Emer- emergency okay. questions, they're called. Um, these, I'm going to do, so, do some of the AI ones. They're not okay. very good. Okay. So my job is safe. <laughs> uh, okay, this is, this is quite apt for you. And you might, you might, this, this wasn't created for you. If you had to create a new type of breakfast cereal, what would you call it and what would it contain? Um, Very sensible question from me. I... Okay, then. Um, Bonios. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like dog biscuits. <laughs> or bones. <laughs> there is a thing called Bonio, isn't <laughs> there? Yeah. There was something like that. Okay, then. Um... You want to make a cereal out of bones? <laughs> no, um, I don't know, I'm panicking. Purple Priuses. <laughs> Small, blackberry flavoured Pri- Prius. Toyota Prius shaped snacks. <laughs> That, um, <laughs> that dissolve when you put milk on them. <laughs> they actually vanish. They, don't, they were never there. And all, it's not like they get mixed up in the milk. they just gone. <laughs> Kellogg's purple Priuses. <laughs> and they don't turn the milk purpley. <laughs> no, 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 just savour. <laughs> and the box is gone. All you can think of, and you tell people there was, and the people say, "I don't know what you're talking about." You know. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, this, another AI one. That was a good AI one. They're not. They're not all very good. I have okay. to say. Um, would you rather have a giant chicken that could fly? but would always poop on your head whenever you pass it, mm-hmm. or a pet rhinoceros that would follow you everywhere, but always try to steal your food. I think the, hey. the rhinoceros... Yeah. Yeah, yes. Well, because of the lack of poop? Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, would it, would it... Wherever you went, would it just adjust its size? Not like the purple prison. Would, <laughs> would it go through... The, would it be able to get through doors and oh, things like that? Or would your movement through life be limited by... The, well, it, it, I can't I, come in, I can't do this I don't think it would shapeshift, I think it would just try to find a way in right. wherever you'd gone right. and that might, you might get in or it right. might, might be able to knock down a wall or come through right. a window okay. <laughs> You might Probably. be able to get, if you've got a meeting you yeah. go, you could get in, go up the lift and get back, and, but you're having the meeting and it'd still be just ramming its head <laughs> against the thing like that and, it, you know, Maybe you climbing, could it climb no, a rhinoceros couldn't climb up a wall of glass. I don't know, but this is, this is a rhinoceros that follows you everywhere. And yeah. good, it might just wait outside for you to come out again. It's only trying to steal, yeah. steal your face. Patiently wait outside. Yeah. Okay. Let me do some human-created okay. ones. Okay. This is quite a new one. I think you, you might not have any of this because we did discuss school mm. sports backstage. Um, what are your memories of school sports day? Did you ever participate? I know I you didn't did really not participate. participate in sports. Me and my friends... Um, 
from about the age of 12, made a mutual unspoken decision with the sports teacher <laughs> that we would not be involved in sports, but that you couldn't make that a formal... <laughs> it wasn't like a formal lettering. My client refuses to participate in sports. But this is rugby, you see, and this is like, and I'm not really a rugby kind of person. Yeah. Wales, was a, Wales World still is a huge rugby culture. And so um, uh, we, uh, we would just... Uh, when they were picking the teams and all that sort of stuff, we would just retreat back with our goodies annuals and our Monty Python books and yeah. go and to the other end of the field and sort of try and blend in with the goalposts and <laughs> quote Monty Python right. yeah, or quote the goodies. And that's yeah. what we did. You know, so yeah. But sports day was a fantasy to us. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's difficult because, mm. you know, you are, if, if you're little, like both of us yes. are, Mm. With rugby, you have to be able to run really fast. Yes. That's, that's all you can be. You can be the scrum half or nothing, yeah. really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember like a ball being thrown to me and just running, seeing it coming towards me, seeing the ball coming towards me at the same time as other bigger yeah. boys running at me and just, no. Yeah. Oh, so I was so terrible at sports, you know. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, did yeah. you still look... Whilst st- trying to convince my uh, son Arthur to be more involved in sports. Right. <laughs> spoken, I bragged on stage about <laughs> Great. getting out of sports. Do they, do, so do they have sports days in America? Is that a thing? Is it the, is it the schools? Do, yeah. they, do the kids... They don't have that kind of whole, like, oh, it's the big... I don't think they have the big... They all have different... Yeah. They're very competitive and they're all like, you know, they, they, they you know... Yeah. yeah. But, you know, those kids who were good at sport... Yeah. That was... That was all they had, Pia. Yeah. And then their whole life, that was the best. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hated it at school. Yes. Because I, I wasn't good at sport, but I was clever. Mm. Yeah. But you weren't allowed to go, I'm clever, but you could go, I'm brilliant right. at football and everyone would love you. But do you find that like, with your kids, like, do you, do you feel you hypocritically encourage them to do sports? Or do you think, no, I didn't do sports <laughs> and I turned out great? You know, kind of... well, like, they seem like they might. My family's weird because there's, mm. you know, there's skills that are in, you know, skip generation. So mm. both my parents and my wife's parents are quite sporty. Right. But neither of us were sporty. Mm-hmm. So I think some of it's passed through. My daughter plays football and I oh. really enjoy watching her play football. Mm. She's a, very brave. All the other players are boys. Yes. Uh, and she, she plays defender and she's oh. fucking fearless. Nice. So I really, <laughs> enjoy, I really enjoy seeing her tackling all these boys and them being beaten by her. Yeah, right. Whereas you were oh. fearful. I was, I was full of fear. I mean, I, I still participate. I didn't go and hide it. I wouldn't have been able to... Mm. Imagine doing that in other classes. Just <laughs> doing, doing maths and just disappearing. <laughs> Camouflaging yourself against a bunch yes. of burner or something. I did do that in the things, you know. <laughs> were you were you were you an acad- academic? Because you're very smart. Kind of. Well, oh, thank you very much. Well, but, you are, but, but then I mean, you were in the Merchant Navy at sixteen, yeah. so you obviously left school. I, well, I, I was accepted into the Merchant Navy at fifteen. Right. It's insane. It's completely insane. You know, like my my kid is fifteen, and like thinking, my God, I was like when I was your age, I was joining an organisation of tattooed racists <laughs> and. and <laughs> And going on a ship and, and just being in, like, weird places and being in s- hurricanes and <laughs> stupid shit that you should never do at that age, obviously. But, uh, but um, I, I, academic, I, I was like, it was a big, it was a really big um, Catholic school where one kid, uh, John Spillane, went to Cambridge, right. you know, in my year, and... They, they, I think he was the only one that the teachers were remotely interested in. Right. And the rest of us were just, like, pushed through that whole conveyor belt of it all. Yeah. And so I did okay. I got, like, my, I, got, I did my O-levels and I did some, you know. Um, 
And, uh, I mean, I did my, my Mr. Buckstead character that I used to do, I based on my maths teacher, Mr. Hughes. I think it's where, like, you know, you, I got an A, but literally only because everyone was so utterly shit scared to fail because they'd have to go back to Mr. Hughes's class, you know, and it was just so terrifying. I mean, I thought about he's the man who got his fist that far from my face. I'm this far from hitting you, Bainham. Because <laughs> right. I didn't have my log tables with me or something like that. Or right. got his hand around my throat. And like, just crazy shit, you know. It was different um, times. It was different time, yeah. You can't, yeah. yeah. It's all changed, doesn't it? You can't just, <laughs> you're not allowed to you punch can't. kids anymore. Yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> yes. It was a better, it was a better time. <laughs> It's annoying to have been the know. kids that got punched and not be able to then but... punch the kids internally. That seems unfair. You've got the punch yeah. and you don't get the fun of punching a child. But it all comes back, Rich. You know, <laughs> fingers, you know, it'll all be like, you know, it all, it's all cyclical, yeah, you know? Like, you know like, so you, you think know. that'll come I think back? Hip, yeah, hipsters will get But then it'll come back and then the kids will be able to hit old people. That's what yeah. it is. So it'll be, yeah, yeah. we got Shit. that first, then we'll die and then we'll yeah. go, now you can hit kids again. Yeah. Too late for us. <laughs> Let's not encourage it. Yeah. <laughs> How did yeah. you cope with that? I mean, that's, mm. you know, I've again read about you yeah. me, being amongst all these uh, fascist men, but it's like <laughs> ultra fascist men yes. in the Navy. Mm. How did you come out of that? Like going into that at 15, yes. you could easily have been taken into that world. And, and I mean, you, you know, when I mm. met you, you didn't seem, you were a bit <laughs> racist, but you didn't seem that. <laughs> But it was the... Uh, it, it was, was the, the 90s, uh, come 90s, on. It was, it was the 90s, you it know. It was normal. No, you yeah. seemed very well-adjusted. It was person. quiet. But how did, you get, how did you get through those years? I don't know. It was just weird to be... I mean, I guess... I mean, I wasn't from the, the world that these people were from. Um, and I think I would just do... I'd, you know, like when you go out for a drink with some people and you might get on with them. Yeah. And you find them funny and they find you funny. And you go out for a drink with other bunch of people and they you just think, I'm not funny anymore. Yeah. And I'd have six months of that where I'd just go... And occasionally I'd be on a trip with, like, some funny people who weren't horrible and weren't <laughs> racist. They'd be tattooed. But there was just an edgy machismo to the whole world that never... <laughs> never. So I think I got through certain trips by just making... That whole thing of making people laugh. Because I, I was never the class clown at school. I was right. completely very invisible at school. Like, nobody remembers me from school, you know. Um, but then when I got there, I go... I think it was when I first began to, like, oh, I can cope in this situation by making people laugh, you know. And so was yeah. that... Because yeah. how did you go from... You know, you went to Monte Carlo, you came back... Yes. What, mm. what was the impetus that made you go, right, I'm going to go and try and write for the radio? What, well, why, what made you think you could do that I and mean, why did you do that? Well, I, um, I came... I was made redundant. I did my weird you know, thing in Monte Carlo for, for six months yeah. and then and, and, and left that and then had a vague, vague idea of something creative and I had no idea what that was. And so I went to London and um, I stayed with my sister Charlie and, um, and just did graphic design for a bit and worked for a company called Economic Plumbing and Roofing, just <laughs> apologising for the terrible atrocities. <laughs> that I was like telesales and I'd yeah. ring up and I'd go like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm calling from Economic Plumbing and Roofing. You're fucking plumber! You know, and, and it's a horrible, terrible, really scary job. And so did those jobs, you know those jobs that people do, you know, and just those... And, um, uh, and then I got, I guess, to... Oh, that's right, and I'm staying with Charlie and then one day... Charlie said, um, oh, that's right, I tried to do acting and I did a night school course and this company called the Stanhope Theatre Company and they put on like stage productions and things like that. And, right. uh, and it was just, it, it was a laugh, you know. But then anyway, Charlie said to me one day, hey, I've seen this in the back of Time Out and it was an ad for Kit Hollaback's comedy improv workshop right. at, the, at the comedy store. Wow. 
And, um, and that was on Saturday afternoons, and I went there, and there was um, Paul Merton, uh, Mike Myers, yeah. and Neil Malarkey, uh, Julian Clary, and just all these, all these amazing people, you know? It's like, and I'd just never seen anything like it. And I think, I to- I think I've talked to you about this before, that, like, did you ever have the book From Fringe to Flying Circus yeah, as yeah. a kid? It's so weird how so many people... Yeah. Like, you know, from our generation, what had that book as a kid. And I think you, I think, did you say you read that book as a kid? Yeah, I read and that. I thought, oh, I'm going, I'm going to do that. Yeah, well, it was basically yeah. the blueprint of, yeah, it was you know, like a so that's what trip. made me yeah. want to go, you know, I, I only wanted to go to yeah. Oxford because Michael Palin went yeah. to Oxford and, you yes. know, I thought maybe, maybe if I was in some dream scenario yeah. happened, I'd be able to do comedy there. Yeah, and but I, I think, didn't think it would happen. But yeah, so that was like, that was entirely the. Yeah, this roadmap to, you know, to, to a comedy career. Yeah. And, I think I just thought it was a work of fiction. <laughs> I just read all this stuff, and this is how the Python started. This is how the goodies started. This is like Beyond the Fringe, Dudley Moore, Peter... I think, and I just think no part of my 14-year-old self, it just didn't... It wasn't like... I, th- I, didn't, I don't think I thought, oh, I, um, I couldn't do that. It just didn't... It was like me thinking, I think I'll be a bus, you know? <laughs> I think I just I saw a bus. I think I'll do that. It just it wouldn't occur to you to be a bus, you know. Uh, and then she's trying to escape a, you know, a hippo, a rhino that's following around. But, but like it's so when I got to London, it just none of those things had occurred. I think it just seemed almost mythical to yeah to follow to go into that career. Like some weird part. You know, I don't think I was so stupid that I thought actors weren't real <laughs> um, but anyway so then I went to this comedy workshop and then I saw that and, and then so the were comedy... those people like doing the teaching or were they they were doing they were, no they, they were, were like the it, it was things. like a kind of we I was in a baby junior group that you just everyone could go to this workshop and take part yeah, yeah. but then there were evident brilliant people there who were very experienced who were the com- they were the comedy store players actually yeah, that's what yeah. it was and I think the idea was that if you were good enough from the junior people that you might get invited into the comedy store players but i was never really an improviser um and then and then but the thing was that the, lots of those people were doing the stand-up circuit or the the nascent yeah is that a word is that the, the, nascent the, is yeah, fine, the, yeah. and i think i also i didn't realize that the young ones had come from that world i wasn't very well researched or whatever right. and so then i i found then i thought all right i'm gonna do stand-up and that's when i came up with my my hilarious comedy character, Mr. Buxton, yeah. pummeled away at it for five years, <laughs> and then right. eventually got the message and stopped doing. <laughs> well, I re- we were just bomb. talking backstage about Edinburgh and the last yeah. time you did Edinburgh, but I remember your shows in Edinburgh being like spectacular. I remember the monsters in the attic being like oh, yeah. one of those. <laughs> so you'd, you'd book out the there was like a tiny room, yes, which I think we first did this morning, Rich, not Judy, up there. Uh, we did a couple mm. of couple of the early shows out there, right? And when in, is in, I mean, it's, now you go to the Pleasants and they found cupboards that you can do. Oh God! Get, really? get, that, what, yeah, that'd I mean, be like an old, just like the you men, wouldn't believe how many more venues. If you went back, you, every year you go back and they found another wow. space within that building that is now a venue, and some of them are you know are right. smaller than a this coffin or something. Like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. really, some of them are just unbelievably small. But that was the smallest sort of venue, the attic. Yeah, and you just sort of was it improvised or was it? Sort yeah, of it was like a one-off. It was a yeah. one-off right at the end because I used to go to. Um, I was sharing a, f- a flat with, uh, I think it was Woody Bob Muddy and right. Boothby Graffo. Yeah. And I used to come back drunk, uh, as you do in Edinburgh, you know, whilst we were all sharing and doing the show, we're doing the, the Avalon show. And then I'd come back and I'd start doing 
like monsters, like yeah. pterodactyls or, or, or raptors. And I'd stagger around and I'd do that kind of... Um, so I try and do it now. Yeah. Like, but it was like this sort of... It was of, amazing. Yeah, and I'd walk around the flat going like... Thank you. But I do 60 years old then, right? 60 years old. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. And yeah, so I, I started to do that, and it was, I was better at it then. <laughs> and they thought it was really funny, and then I, they persuaded me to put on a, a whole. It's amazing, it. but that's a, but you know that's an amazing mm. thing. Like especially now when you go to Edinburgh, which I, yeah. like, I sort of don't want to do anymore. But mm. you know, you w- I don't think that could happen that someone would just you go just throw, put a, let's put a show yeah. on at the end of the fringe where I've come up with an idea yeah. during the fringe. Yeah. That's what the fringe should be, and I, yes. I feel that happy. You know, there was occasionally people did like a bonus show. I mean, I yeah. remember in the summer like Jogget Year, which was like a lot later than that. I'd, I'd, I'd done this show where there was a 20-minute routine about yoghurt, and I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to do, like, an hour of that routine, right. like, 20 minutes. Yeah. So I did a whole night of that, but no one... Yes. But six people came to watch it, which made it kind of better in a way that I did yeah. stretch this routine out for an hour. But, the, you know, it was very rare that anyone thought, you know, within that now, it would yes. be sort of... I mean, that show wasn't really properly rehearsed or anything. Because no, no. this weird thing happened at the end of it where, like, it was just this tiny room, and everyone's really excited and I'm going up and humping people and uh, you know I'm just doing horrible and then uh, at the end and I, I was so nervous before the show that I'd eaten a huge bag of Edinburgh chips and, <laughs> and sausage and then at the last the last thing I did on the show I, I, the last monster I did I did like a real like <laughs> thing like this and then the lights came down and I I thought, oh my god, I'm going to throw, and I actually spontaneously vomited on the stage, <laughs> and I, I crawled off the stage, and some genius lighting person brought the lights back <laughs> up, and I was gone, and there was just a pile of vomit. <laughs> <laughs> and people thought it was like, this is incredible. This is like Stephen Burkhoff or something. This is like some brilliant bit of, oh my god, what? How did he manufacture the vomit? And the, and the, <laughs> And, and I think the noise and I think, yeah, it was. <laughs> I tried to do it once again at Club Zarathustra, yeah. and it was like I couldn't, I couldn't throw up again. So <laughs> I think I defecated instead. Um, yeah, no. well, it, but it's, yeah. it's sort of unbe- you know. I yeah. remember those. It's it's so yeah. unbelievable. That's like thirty years ago. Is it very different now though? The whole is it, fringe. Is yeah, it I mean, like, yeah, I don't. You know, it feel. I mean, it's so expensive to go there for everyone. Yes. And you know, we struggled. We mm. all struggled to. You know, we none of us had any money at that stage, no. and we'd lose a couple of grand maybe to putting yeah. on the show. And you'd but you'd make it back because you'd get a job or you yeah. know you'd, it would it would sort of just about be worth it. But yeah, you couldn't do that now. Yeah. It costs so much to go, and it costs so much to go as a punter. That's just what right. I felt last year was just... I, yeah. I couldn't really count on... How many have you done now? I mean, I've done... I've not... I, there was a few years I didn't do, so I can't... I, it's like... It's more than 25. Wow. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that might might be it. I might have be done, but I, I feel like... If I do another stand-up, I'm, I'll do... When I'm 60 in four years' time, because <laughs> I've done a four... I've done a distant, a, unimaginable I mean, it future. felt like a long way away, but... Yeah. I'm more than halfway there from the last one. I did a show at 40 and 50, so I feel like, you know, it'd be a shame not to take yeah. that 60 show to Edinburgh, at least for a bit. And I might mm. do it. I might do it. I mean, I'm going to tour a show next year, but it, it, maybe I'll pop up for mm. it. But literally, it's like a £1,000 a day to stay. If you take your family, 
Wow. It's like a thousand pounds a day to stay anywhere, really. Oh, like what? The, to, to accommodation. Like anything really. As a performer or as an attendee? Well, like both, that. you know. Oh, my God. I, mean, I, I spent, admit, last year yeah. I was there for 10 days and yes. got my mother in law a hotel room and we were in a two bedroom flat and it cost 10,000 pounds. Oh, my God. And that's the accommodation. Is that on, is that as w- on top of the show? Yeah, top of everything else. Show, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's just the accommodation. Oh, my God. Which when we, I mean, I don't know, did we ever, did we share a flat in Edinburgh ever? I don't, I don't think, think so. We did, no. I don't think so. But when, you know, we would... It would I be saw a, somebody on Twitter accusing me of doing something. Oh, yeah, breaking careful. some, yeah, yeah that yeah, you weren't, it was Stuart. Yeah, no, I am uh, not, <laughs> I am not the unnamed comedian who no, was like this. that was me, Stuart. It's either me, Stuart, Chris Edison, Richard <laughs> Thomas, maybe Dan Topolsky was there that year. Uh, somebody punched in all the cupboards in the, in the kitchen. Stuart, it was Stuart Lee. Um... <laughs> Have your glasses broken during this interview? My glasses broken during this, but they've broken what? before. I'm just trying to mend them as okay. we go, but it's only my reading glasses. I can't. Problem is, I need my reading glasses to be able to see. This is, this is gold. This is like... <laughs> There's a screw there. Yes. I don't know if I have to screw it in or it'll just go. Yes. I think we'll just do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's comedy. That's actual comedy. <laughs> that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to ask you another emergency question. Yeah. That, was, that was nice. <laughs> Uh, if I've asked this, I don't think I, don't, I haven't asked you many emergency questions in our previous uh, encounters. Mm. I don't think. If you could go into any art gallery in the world or museum, if they said we love Peter Bain and we loved um, Hotel Transylvania, yes, uh, <laughs> we think you're amazing. Peter Bainham's Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> love that. Um, we want you to take anything from any museum or art gallery. You can keep it as a reward of being our favourite comedian. What? Would you choose to keep from all the museums and art galleries in the world? It could be anything. Well, it could be. It could be a, piece, a work of art, or it can be an exi- something from a museum that you like, or it can yes. be. A, uh, you know, it could be the Mona Lisa, and then I could, could be the sell Mona that Lisa. on the open could market. Be, that's what yes, you so could what do. They, yeah. They, yeah. That's my really that boring answer. Really boring answer. <laughs> yeah. There's probably something, if you want yeah. to sell something, there's probably something. Yeah. Or the more. David. Is it the Michael, David? Michael Andrews David would probably yeah. be worth a lot. Yeah, the Colosseum yeah. in Rome. You could just mm. sell that. Right. <laughs> I'd sell it on eBay. Would you just put it on? <laughs> yeah, good. Or on Craigslist. Good to know. Um, yeah. yeah. Who's got that? <laughs> I've, I've asked you the human centipede yeah. question. I know that. That's that's the only question I think I've asked you. Mm. Uh, have you ever tried to suck your own cock? No. <laughs> no. Sure? Well, actually. I'm so old, I can't remember whether I told you this in the dressing room <laughs> or on this stage. Yeah. But I've never had sex in a dream. Yes, you did tell me that on backstage. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, there you go. I've never had You've sex, never had in, sex a in a dream. You've never had sex in a dream. Yeah. yeah. What a, I mean, that's yeah. a waste. Once you're married, that's it. That's your little... Yes. It really annoys me when I have a dream now I'm married yes. that I'm about to have sex and mm. then some... It often does go wrong, I have to right. tell you. Because even in your dream, you think, mm. I, should, I shouldn't really be doing this. Right. But sometimes yes. you forget you're married. Yes. And... Um, it's a shame if you mm. can't, you know, if you can't even do it in a yes. dream. What kind of yeah, power Yeah, never consummated your... the act, yes. Yeah. Which was frustrating before I had sex. Yeah. And, like, that was devastating because I well, felt like a Nostradamus-type prediction of my future. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But, mm. you know, you couldn't... If you haven't had sex, then you couldn't really dream back because you couldn't necessarily imagine. I remember thinking... I'm, I'm reading uh, Catelyn Moran's book about how to be a man at the moment, which is, like, from a woman's point mm-hmm. of view... But it's, it's made me think a lot about those years when you are a teen. No, when I didn't, I, and I, I didn't lose my virginity till I was nearly 20. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely thought, like, throughout my whole teenage years, I am definitely going to die a virgin. <laughs> like, it was just definite. I mean, I thought, I, I didn't think I would be yeah. 80. And I thought, I'm going to die at 17 and no one's going to have yeah. bad sex. With it's me. a terrifying, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I remember that. And it was so important. Yes. 
Uh, yes. Turned out to be wrong. <laughs> I've had sex four times. <laughs> it's worked out In a dream. pretty well. But it's sort of amazing. You know, those years are so. It's like, it's so weird thinking about the. You know, we grew up at sort of the same period, seventies and eighties, and the different. You know, it's those differences yes. in mm-hmm. the way we talked about things and thought about things, and and how it was all that. You know, it was it was like all the films are about all the teen films are about sort of tricking girls yeah, into totally, having yeah. sex with you or creating robots that you could fuck. I mean, that might be where it's come from yeah. for me. <laughs> you know, it's making, making you know, weird science or something. When you watch something like yes. Weird Science, that's such a strange film yes. about two teenage boys creating a woman yeah. to fuck. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, and it was yeah. such a weird environment where we weren't didn't talk about, mm. you know... That the truth about anything, or well, no one advised us about anything like that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. All that whole, yeah, and just old movies like sixties movies with like, you know, you think about Sid James now, <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be locked up, wouldn't he? <laughs> that guy's an old you That's not consent, is it? Was, but all Hollywood romantic films were about someone lying, or yeah. you know, I mean, pretend yeah. there'd be some, there'd be some mm. trick. That yeah. you would have to do. It was never like women might want to have, might yes. like you and want to have sex yeah. with yeah. you. So it's like such a weird yeah. upbringing, which is, I think, why the world is so, why yeah. our generation of men, especially, are so fucked up and doing <laughs> such weird things. Yes. And it's going, their fault. It's and the going, movie's fault. It's, well, it's that environment. <laughs> it's, it is. It's a, it's a weird thing. Mm. Yeah, just by the by. Mm? Let's ask you another emergency question. Now my glasses don't work. I can't ask you any emergency questions. What is the sexiest TV puppet, would you think, in your... <laughs> talking of the 1980s and 70s? Is there a, is there a puppet? I, I know Probably you're... Sooty. Sooty? Because <laughs> he can't speak, is that what he is? He's got so, can't say I think anything. it's because he's fundamentally he's a hand. <laughs> I'd go for if I was, so, you know, if like I was the, going for one yeah. of the your sweep gang, I think it'd have to be sweep. Oh, you not sweep? No, sweep. Really? He just looks like a lot more fun sweep. Right, and then, and, sweep's yeah, naughty. And the squeakings. Oh, yeah. This, I think Sue was quite judgmental and she, right. she, she was yeah. the only one who could actually talk. Right. And I think she would just say, What? Are you, why, that's, why are you doing it like that? Whereas sweep would just go, <laughs> <laughs> The more you fucked it. So, but I wouldn't. I'm choose. worried that I liked Sooty because Sooty said nothing. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why I would be drawn to somebody and find somebody sexy when they they don't yeah, say I can anything. See that. It's a strong know. silent type. Yeah, I've got a Sooty at home mm-hmm. if you want to give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a, don't have an. I should say Donny Oddlegs. You know, the... Donny Oddlegs. Yes, yeah, yes, it was, yes. uh, he wasn't very sexy, though, was he? Yeah, that's not why he's burst open. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird, he's got all mouldy inside and smells <laughs> smells really weird. No one can understand it. No one he's developed some happens. strange genitals that look almost as if they've been sewn on. Like, you know. <laughs> my glasses are falling off yeah. my face. Right, mm. we'll uh, we'll do one more. Okay. <laughs> so I'm very about, horrible. I don't think I've asked this. I quite like having this bit of my yeah, glasses. Yeah. <laughs> this could be when this might a be chat my show host. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That give my gimmick. He's got yes. broken glasses and he yes. uses one of the. What are these called? The stems? Or what are they? I don't know. I put it to you. It should be a political <laughs> version with your glasses like this going. I put it to you, Prime Minister. Yeah. When we get the yes. Prime Minister, you can I don't do Andrew Neil definitely. With I don't think I've asked this question. It's a similar okay. question to the last one. If you had to have sex with a TV or film snowman or woman, 
<laughs> Which famous snowman or woman would you have sex with and how would you guard against gentle frostbite? But aren't... But famous snowman or woman, aren't they all in the snowman? I mean, so... Or who's the guy in... There's um, Jack Frost. Frozen. Yeah, Frozen Olaf. There's Olaf. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Olaf, no. really, no. no There's... Um, there must be more him. than... No, that. it's not my type. No offence to him, but no type. It might be the snowman, I guess. My observation about know, the snowman, I don't know okay. if this is a... You know, I don't know how many observations there are. I'm doing it in my... We, uh, there's a, a routine um, in my current show where I yeah. build a snowman with my uh, daughter as when I'm trying to make memories with her mm. when, I, when I think I was about to die. Um, and uh, the snowman, at the end of the snowman... Mm-hmm. The snowman's melted, right? It's disappeared. Yes. But all the snow is still on the ground. Right. But that's, so, not, how, that's not how it no. happens. The, the snowman is the oh. last thing to go. So it suggests... I don't know if this is intentional. It suggests that the snowman's just fucked off. Yeah. <laughs> because he doesn't like... David Bowie is the... If you're, yes. if you're really going to be old school, yes. the boy is David Bowie. Right. When it was first... On yes, do you remember David Bowie? Come on, when I was a nipper, I, I remember he has the scarf and there's a little filmed intro to the Snowman with David Bowie going. Oh my god, no, I didn't I remember know when I was. I can't do the impression. Well, and they put that on as a kind of way oh, to I sell it. God, and I, no, I remember it. I was yeah. a snow, and I had this scarf. And then, so that little boy's David Bowie. So right. the Snowman hated David Bowie so much he right. pretend he took off all his clothes and chucked them on the floor like John Stonehouse. <laughs> I mean, you think how cold a snowman is. Yes. T- it's t- quite sinister that makes you think the snowman's still there. <laughs> and that boy will grow up and the snowman will just be occasionally just watching. Yeah, I tree. <laughs> and there's a snowman on a motorbike. Or just listening in. Maybe, like, he's got cameras. Like, the, the boy stays in an Airbnb and the, <laughs> the snowman's put cameras in there. <laughs> watching him. I feel like I'm soiling a lot of people's... <laughs> Memories now. Right. Well, mm. we're, we've nearly finished. I haven't talked about... I was going to talk about the, the harpoon up my sleeve. Oh. We haven't talked about the harpoon, yeah, which was yeah. fantastic. You used to write one-liners for Terry Wogan. That was another thing I'd I did, forgotten yes, about. Yes, Friday Night with Wogan, we're, yes. we're disappointed he couldn't deliver your one-liners well enough. That's, the, that's what it says on Wikipedia. I was disappointed that he couldn't... No, he was, he didn't deliver them very well. That's what I it says on Wikipedia. No, I, don't, I don't... Well, you know, yeah, he's a national true, yes. treasure. This is this fucking guy, whoever this person is. <laughs> Someone's out there. Shit. I wonder if they made up the quotes about me. <laughs> Do they make up that, whilst not exactly British comedy royalty... <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, he was. Was a it cunt, you? He was a cunt to Terry. Wogan, it was me. What's what yes. have you got coming up? Are you doing more? Have you are you doing more kids films? Are you doing, working um, with Sasha again? No, not a lot. I'm on strike at the moment. Oh, of course you yes, are. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, How's that uh, yeah. going? Uh, it's kind of boring, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like exciting, and you're like, yeah, 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 and just, just with a placard. The funny thing about being on strike is that you know, in movies, bad depictions of people picketing <laughs> yeah. they have signs and the signs are all well too like they've been written like the signs have been written out by the same props person yes, yeah. and they walk in a perfect circle <laughs> yeah. you know and the funny thing is that's what pickets actually look like <laughs> they're exactly like that they're very unrealistic right. <laughs> it's good to know that but you mustn't make observations because that still counts as writing so oh, no if shit. you're if you're on strike shit. and you're noticing stuff only if you pay me but you gave me some green tea okay, so, so you can do it for i'm free. a scab yeah you know. 
You're allowed um, to you're allowed to think of things, yeah. but you're just not allowed to write them down for yeah. money. That's fair. Um, but no, I'm writing a, a book with Arlo, my yeah. kid. And oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just just here. What Traveling if you around. had to choose between living in LA and Balham, which you have done? Yeah. Which which would you which would you choose well, to live in? Now that it has a gales, yeah. Um, no, 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 I, Balham. I was in Balham the other day. I mean, it was ridiculous, but, like, it's so, like, not, you know, I know we talked ad nauseum about this, but, like, it's very different, but that was quite nice. I mean, the sun was shining. It, it is was, like, nice. You know, really nice. Do you yeah. remember when we lived there, they put on the, the wall of the station, of the, they put up those yes. big metal kind yeah. of depictions of Balham life. Yeah. And there's a little TV in one of the pictures with a face that I think looks like your face, do you think it's, it's, do you, think it's you? Well, the, Stuart Lee convinced me <laughs> that it was me. Right. And kept telling me over and over again back in the 90s, kept saying, Pete, they've put a, they, they, there's you, you're on that mural on the side. And I kept saying, to him, just no, stop telling me that. And he kept, and then he actually got quite offended <laughs> that I wouldn't believe that I was depicted on a mural at Balham Station. And he went on about so much that one day I said, okay, he said, you don't believe I said, I believe, all right, I believe you. And then he just went, ha! <laughs> 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 so he just worn me down. <laughs> so, yeah, but there isn't. <laughs> I think Maybe it's you. Maybe it's me, you know. I think it's you. Yeah. Look out, yeah, look out I'd, for Balham. That I'd live in Balham. It's I'd beautiful in Balham. Balham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of there's a, pizza, a little bit fed up with Balham. There's a Pizza Express now. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, fancy. there's a bar. There's a there's a cafe called Milk where there was a giant line of people. This is so boring. Sorry, <laughs> we we'll just cut it. Out. We can yeah. we can end it and then just okay. just carry on talking. Yeah, yes. Just let these people go home. <laughs> yeah, it's four a.m. and we're just <laughs> yeah. mentioning things that are in Balham. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a podcast series. Yeah. Just Richard Herring and Peter Bainham get together just to say some things. The that safe are in way to say Waitrose now, isn't it? It used to be a yeah. 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 And yeah. the car park's still there, whatever, like that. And I used to rent an office uh, up a building, and that building is completely gone. It was on the, up the fourth floor of this building on, on Bedford Hill, yeah. and the building's completely gone. Wow. But sometimes when I walk past that, I imagine myself up there somehow. Maybe on some, like, desk with, like, a very, on a very tall pouch just up there, trying to write on my... Old computer. Imagine if you just insisted on that being your office. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to climb, going to get a ladder, put a desk yes. at the top, and every yeah. morning I'm going to climb up there. Yeah. Yes. You'd be, people, you'd fucking people would talk about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. They, they would say you were the bloke on the. If I made enough money, I'll try and make that happen. If they had a big ladder on the mural with a desk on the top and you working at it. Yeah. Yeah, the old man. Yeah. Uh, look, always love to see mm. Peter. Uh, it's love to have you back in the United Kingdom. Mm. Uh, just stay here. Don't go back to okay. LA. We need you here. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, give him a mass round of applause. He's Thank comedy you. royalty. Thank you. Almost. Peter Bain, thank you very much. Bye. You have been listening to Rahalastapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Peter Bainham. He's too gorgeous. The music is by Scant Regard. Thank you to Chris Evans, not that one. I'm indebted to my producer, Ben Walker. Thank you also to Ben Evans, not that one, for all his work on our social media campaigns where we try to get young people interested in the show. Not like that. In a nice way. Uh, thank you also to Kathleen McKeegan for all her research material. Uh, this is a Sky Potato Fuzz and Go Fast the Stripe.com production. Come and see us on tour, richardherring.com slash Rahalasnapa.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or richtang.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. Gofasterstripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out. <laughs>